Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast. Hosted by Brooke and Farron. Your personal growth matters. And we're here to help. This is how we do it. Oh, 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 oh. This is how we do it. <laughs> you were so good at that. I'm impressed. We do not own the rights to that music. We don't. Montel Jordan does. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Keeping it real on Jock Jams Volume 1 or 2, I think. I think it's on every volume of the Jock Jams. It's on, on all my jams. Yep. I used to blast that leaving work on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, soccer pump-up music mm-hmm. in like the fourth grade. Yep. All that to say. Welcome. <laughs> to episode 33, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Today we're talking about... Chapter 5, Mind the Gap. Hello, Gavna. Yes. I bet, I bet the English. English hate that we say that. I'm so oh, sorry. Me. You can, you know what? For Texans, we just, you can say y'all. Yeah. And yeah. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, because it's all true. Right now, Scout says, weehaw. It's oh. so cute, I'm not <laughs> fixing it. <laughs> She'll fix it on her own, and then we'll be so uh, Yeah. So this is Mind the Gap, Cultivating Change, and Closing the Disengagement Divide. Yes. So the gap that they are re- referring to is not between the train and the platform. Mm-hmm. It is, in fact, the gap between um, the space where we're actually at and where we want to be. Yeah. And man. So everybody has this gap. Some gaps in my life are ginormous. I feel you. <laughs> Amen. Oh, like the plans I have for today versus the energy I actually have. That is a large gap. Gosh, back to the enough. I don't have enough energy. Yep, there you go. See? Proof. In We're the... humans as well as you are. All right. Yes. Um, I did like, though, that she pointed out that you don't have to be perfect. And I think of, like, goal setting and New Year's resolutions. A popular one is dieting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the first time you go off a diet you're like forget it yeah or you eat one salad and look in the mirror and you haven't lost 10 Mm -hmm. pounds forget it so uh you don't have to be perfect she says you just need to be engaged and committed to aligning values with actions so engaged that's i and i love the whole just her saying it's not about being perfect takes a lot of pressure off for me as a perfectionist Mm -hmm. because or recovering perfectionist recovering working on it uh, but just, it doesn't, you can have a whoopsie. Well, because guess what? You're a human, so you're going to. But what are we doing after that? Mm-hmm. So stay engaged, stay focused. Don't just forget it, like you are saying. Yeah. And I think being engaged is awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and constantly checking in or having someone yes. that you're accountable or, you know. I do think this is important. I think some people hold others accountable, but that person never asked you to. Yes, I think there definitely has to be an agreement. Yes. Preferably spoken. I think that's important Mm -hmm. instead of just... Because it's always those unspoken expectations. Like, I'm getting your back on this, but you're not even helping me whenever that person is Mm -hmm. like, I didn't realize I needed help or what's what's going on here. Right. So have you... uh, What group have you you allowed that? You. Oh, only you. (laughs) Sorry about it, Jacob. No. (laughs) Just kidding. He's in that group too. Yes. No, my husband's really good at seeing when I start going down this. Um, I use the term 
irrational anxiety. He's not allowed to use the term. Yes, only you. Irrational anxiety. (laughs) Um, There's a much more eloquent way to put it, but I haven't come up with it yet. But, you know, when I start worrying about stuff, like, that's way off on a tangent. Right. But it's like do or die, and we're so far from that in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, He's good about refocusing me, recentering me, and, like, the next right step. Right. Which so, Frozen to Disney stole from. Yeah, sure. Us. Yeah, that's but that's fine. okay. Read that's it. Okay. Read our article. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, okay. So you said you you and Jacob have that um, expectation and it's reciprocated. So let's say you are acting the way that I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> uh, but what does what Jacob do? Is he just is there like a code word or like a phrase or a thing he does? He stops me. What like what interrupting. But appropriate interrupting. So how would that go? Like, let's say I'm you. Ah, blah, 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 blah. This hey, thing now wait a second. Up. What happened? This is what happened. And you already told me what you're going to do, right? Right. So do that. That's a good plan. And then we'll see what happens. Right, because a lot of times you can't see step two or three or whatever the yeah. end is, but you do know the next right step. Yeah. So whether it is have the conversation or do the thing. I'll come up with a plan and then I'll come up with five possible responses. And then mm-hmm. what I'll do for each of those yes. responses. And then each of those, it just... Yes, <gasps> I do the same thing. Like, well, what if they say this? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'm going to say this, this, this. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Whenever and it's usually not that big of a deal or I overanalyzed it or... Because if you overanalyze it, you're eventually going to come to, like, doomsday. Yes. <laughs> where you cannot win and it's the most god-awful yep. Yep. outcome. Yep, so. we're going to be bankrupt, be yep. homeless, have nowhere to live. Yep. What? Yep. <laughs> no. Oh, that would, mm, no. Yep. All right. So <laughs> the other part in that, right, we don't have to be perfect, just engaged, having someone, you know, to help with the engagement by keeping you accountable because there's going to be a day you don't feel like being right. engaged right. to that and committed. But I feel like committed means when you know that when it's hard or when you do have a failure that you get right back up and pick mm-hmm. up where you left off. Yep. So I know we've said it before where it's like, well, Muhammad Ali's like, I get knocked down seven times, I stand up eight. That's from the Bible. Just FYI, there is a Bible verse where it's like, you, mm-hmm. stu- you stumble and fall seven times and you, you stand, but you rise again. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look up the verse. But it was, I guess, last week yeah. in the church. They said that. And I was like, it wasn't Muhammad Ali. It was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I get those two mixed oh, up all yeah. the time. So similar. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. So as we've talked through the book, you know, defining terms is really important. So um, she gets mm-hmm. into talking about the difference between strategy and culture Mm -hmm. and the reason she goes into these terms again is because you have a place where you're at and you have a place where you want to be and there's that gap so you're going to need a strategy to get there within the environment or culture that you're living in right because there could be certain parameters where you can't do a certain thing or there's just a route you can't go so you have to adjust to the culture there right social norms or um, you might interact differently in a personal situation, again, with family members, right. whereas opposed to your profession in more of a yeah. um, professional atmosphere. Right. Time and a place. So she defines culture. Well, she doesn't. She likes uh, Terrence Deal and Alan Kennedy's definition of culture, mm-hmm. and it's short and sweet. Love it. Culture 
is the way we do things around here. Yep. <laughs> Fact. I completely understand that definition. Like, yeah. if we had a vocabulary check right now, I could match, you know, when they had like A, B, C, D, E, like mm-hmm. 20 terms on this side and 20 definitions. I'd go find that one first. Well, and I think different, um, so Pete Carroll, when we were talking about him in the Grit series, about how, like, that's the Seahawk way. That's just what we do. That's how we live, breathe. So, like, the Seahawk way. It's already understood because it's already been defined within those parameters with those people. So, uh, for example, our our little family, we say, call your crew. So, whenever that's, like, whenever Sloan falls and hurts herself and I tell Scout to go rub her back and sing to her, like, that's what you do, call your crew. And so we just constantly are saying that. That way it develops whenever we just say, call your crew. They're already knowing, okay, um, sisters love and support each other. If someone's hurt, you're going to sing to them or rub their back or ask mm-hmm. if they're okay. You're going to say you miss them and you love them. Like, that's mm-hmm. what call your crew does. Yeah, we do that too. Um, we do go by the Daru crew. I didn't realize nice. that you went by the call your crew. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Um, but I used to call my newsletter that, too, the Daru's Deru, Crew, mm-hmm. because it rhymes. There's not very many words that rhyme with Daru, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we just talk about, you know, that's what family does, or, yeah. you know, that's what parents are supposed to do, whether it's, you know, me expressing to my kids about, you're not going to quit the sport, and I'm going to make sure you don't, because as your parent, that's my job. Right, you know, fulfill your commitment. Yeah, huh? mm-hmm. So teaching you these things. So one of my book study friends, book study, not club, book club, Jenna, she has their family core values. It's like extended sentences. So that way one day the boys will be able to recite the sentences back. Mm-hmm. And our one of our co-pastors does that too. Like he has a phrase that he'll ask and it's an ask response like, who are you? I'm a child of God. Why are you here? Or I can't remember the three questions he asks, but... Um, it's that call response. So I think whatever works for you or your culture, whether you're running a business or you're the leader of something or if you're the leader of tiny humans, something is good to have. So even if it is simple as culture is the way we do things around here, those guys already have that explained in their environment. Mm-hmm. And I think a really good uh, check-in with yourself, if you think of it as the way we do things here, mm-hmm. imagine... Your place of work, work culture is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, how would you describe the way people do things around here? I feel like I've heard that in a negative sense. Right. Like when something goes wrong and some someone new is like, well, why wasn't that handled differently? Mm-hmm. And someone says, well, that's just the way things are done around here. Mm-hmm. Or that's the way we've always done it. Yeah, I think, like you said, you need to constantly have that check-in. And that's why you have those face-to-face meetings with whoever you're working with or leading. And you do talk about those things. Remember, we do this, not this. Or we go this route. Here's the chain of command. That's just good business. And we're a good business, good family, good culture. That's what we want to do. So that's what we're going to practice. Mm-hmm. So all of that... Um, needs to be said so if everyone's on the same page with culture is the way we do things around here and if that slogan works do it but constantly check in especially with your new staff for show Mm -hmm. um later in the chapter but i feel like it also ties back into what we're talking about now she talks about how we can't give people what we don't have Mm -hmm. So who we are matters immeasurably more than what we know or what who we want to be. Right. So you can only fake it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely learn and improve and grow. 
so it's not like you can't ever not, it's not get stuck. there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, like who you are and what you know is what you have. And so at the beginning of the chapter, she points out that who we are is the culture. And then it matters at least as important as what we want to achieve in the strategy. Right. So again, if you have some personal goals, it's also important that you're looking at who you are in a sense of culture. Yeah. How Instead of the way we do things around here, you could say, what is the way I do things around mm-hmm. here? So just yeah. another consideration. Right. Taking the roadmap and the tasks and aligning it with who you are, who y'all are as a group, whatever group that is, and that way they complement each other. Because she said in her research, there wasn't ever a time where strategy outweighed culture. Oh, yeah. There's got, it's culture, like if, just like kids, if, if kids don't like you, it's really hard for them to learn from you. Yeah. Um, and I know we talk about this a lot, but if you're not sure who you are, uh, that's not uncommon. People mm-hmm. feel that way, especially at different periods in life. Right. Oh, gosh, becoming a mom, you're like, oh, so I'm <laughs> this, I'm not barren anymore. I'm mom, some type of mom wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we do, we're all about the Enneagram. Right. So finding a really good personality test, um, it's very thorough, looks at your motivations, not your behaviors. Uh, we have a whole series on it, so go check that out. Yeah, it's pretty jazzy. Okay, so and then the last point you wanted to say in this section is um, the practice value, so how you actually live, behave, feel, think. Uh, There's a book recently came out. It's trending right now, Atomic Habits, and it's about like the 1% change. So it's that inch by inch. It's like the slight edge if you've ever read the slight edge. It's those daily disciplines that you're sticking with. So if you're wanting to become whatever, like if you are trying to teach your child patience, but you're not a patient person, mm. you're not going to be able to transfer that. So you have to develop your patience, and sometimes you can develop it in tandem with whoever you're working with, which is fine to do. And then that's where accountability can come in. But it talks. He goes in and talks about an analogy about an ice cube. So there's an ice cube on a desk, and the room is 27 degrees. So the ice cube's not going to change, right? So then they warm up the room to 20, 28. Nothing changes to the ice cube. 29. Nothing still changes. 30. Still nothing changes. Finally, after 32 and 33 tick over, the ice starts to melt. And that's when you can actually see a difference. So, again, that goes with, like, weight loss or anything like that. You work out one time, uh, nothing happened, but you are, that's the 1% in the right direction. It's what is your trajectory. Mm -hmm. So, he talks a lot about trajectory and the little moving it inch by inch kind of thing. Yeah, I liked your example, too, about modeling for your kiddos. Oh, I have a kiddo. She's amazing. Um, One area that we're working on, though, is uh, patience. And, oh, I can just feel her eyes on me Mm -hmm. when I'm about to lose my patience. And I'm like, (laughs) gosh. Model, model, model. (laughs) Count to ten. Um, But, yeah, then I'm... I reframe it like, well, I got to prove, I got to prove her wrong. She's watching you. Right. And so I got to prove her wrong. Otherwise mm-hmm. she's going to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that little headbutting turns out to me, I've become more patient. Yeah. Can't speak for her. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reevaluate in a year. 
give her some time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've gotten more patient by trying to make her more patient. I think it all just comes down to whatever position you're in, more is caught than taught. So if you're oh, wanting your people snap. to follow chain of command, yet you are not doing that, they're not going to do it. Yeah, if they don't catch you doing it. So caught, catch, uh-huh. taught. Yeah, lead versus, from the front. Yeah. Always lead from the front. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, next part, the disengagement divide the gap between our practice values and aspirational values. So it does sound a lot like rewording <laughs> what we've already said, um, but this is getting in from a standstill to where you want to be to what are your actions to your actions of where you want to be is how I kind of looked mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Um, so she's talked about disengagement before and just a reminder that disengagement is a way that we protect ourselves um, from shame or vulnerability. Um, and I like that she gave this example, feeling lost without a purpose. Yes. That is not a great feeling. No. And so, you know, Maybe if I just drown myself in social media, I don't have to think about why I might feel lost when I see all these other people that seem to have a purpose. Right. And that's hard, especially feeling like you, and not even knowing what direction to go in. The lost Mm -hmm. feeling. I don't even know which way is up. I don't know how to get myself out of this jam. Um, Morgan Morgan and I have always talked about how we don't ever want to be the relationship that is the, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. Like, when did we go from... A to Z, and how do we end up like this? So it takes that constant checking in also. So disengagement, like we mentioned earlier, it could look a number of ways. It could be scrolling through Facebook for hours. Mm -hmm. It could be binge-watching Netflix, whatever your thing is, or it could be other recreational things. But Yeah, your example of like waking up in a marriage 20 years from now and not feeling like you know the person. Yeah. It's like that Atomic Habits reference you gave earlier, but a negative side. Right. So That's exactly what it is. Yeah. The little, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, bad habits. Yeah. Uh, The tiny things that just snowball. He talks about how every decision you make is a vote for what kind of person you're going to be. So if I can either show up on time or I show up late. Whichever one I do is a vote for whoever I'm going to be. Am I going to be the person that shows up late or the person who's on time? That's just a random example of what it could be. Am I the person who always has integrity, yet whenever it's 7 in the morning and we have to leave for school and we didn't fill in the reading log and I know my kid didn't read, are we going to be integral there or like what? which way is the vote going to go? So just think of this game of tug of war of what person are you wanting to be like. It's that 1%, and that's either disengagement or it's growth. Man, I could listen to you all day. Uh, Atomic Habits. (laughs) So (laughs) just read, people. And then also, like how we talked about in our Facebook Live, the breadth versus the depth. So, yeah, anyone can read a book. But if we're not discussing it, diving into it, think of how it can apply to you as you grow, then... It's just another story. Right. Um, So it gives examples again um, about leaders. And um, we disengage from leaders when we feel like they're not keeping up their end of a social contract. Right. Which again goes back to keeping tabs on uh, culture and your expectations and kind of the ways of the world. 
examples of this are politicians. So um, less and less people are turning up for voting and whatnot. Um, religious leaders, there's different people that, you know, are leaving churches because they have these social expectations or cultural expectations of these leaders. And for whatever reason it may be, um, they are disengaging because they're not keeping up their end. Right. Um, I can definitely feel that way. Um, I guess I looked at it as like losing respect and it's more from uh, leaders that maybe are shame managing. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? Shame management. That's where you use shame as your people management tool. So you're going to do what I want you to do because, or out of fear, that you're going to be shamed in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, publicly humiliated, bullied, what have you. Um, so... If I have a leader that, man, just choose someone out, sends a all capital letter email out for maybe not getting meeting a deadline, but then they turn around and don't meet some of their deadlines right. and are expecting grace and forgiveness. Right. You know? mm-hmm. That's a, vi- a very quick way that I'm just like, we... This just happened. Right. What? Mm-hmm. So everybody needs grace. Everybody needs forgiveness. Yes, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a human, you need it. Yeah, I so, know a guy. Yeah. Okay. So again, to reiterate, we can't give people what we don't have. So if I can't meet my deadlines, then I cannot expect other people to do it. Or if I'm not pulling my weight here, I can't expect other people to do it. So again. Who are you wanting to be? Which Mm -hmm. way, like every decision you make, just every decision. Am I going to get up and go run or am I going to get up and whatever it is that I'm going to do? Which way is the tug of war going to go that day? Mm -hmm. It goes on to talk about how um, people that are over organizations, but this could also be head of your family. Sure. Um, It talks about dehumanizing cultures foster the highest levels of disengagement so by dehumanizing they're talking about um, the same expectation you would have for a well-running machine Um, it having those high unrealistic expectations um, creates this huge gap that actual like humans Mm -hmm. can't ever close that gap and so if you know that no matter what you do you're never going to meet those expectations the tendency is to disengage and have this kind of why bother, why even try, why try? mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, why try is so dangerous. Yeah. And that is like, uh, it's like mold. Like if you put it next to like the rotten fruit or if you put the rotten fruit next to the good fruit, it's going to rot it. I mean, it will just, why try is dangerous. Don't let your people get to that point. Yeah. I try to explain to parents like. It's really great when their kid still has some effort left and not effort per se, but they still want to try mm-hmm. because we cannot teach them that. We can try to be as therapeutic as mm-hmm. possible. Um, Here's a Texan colloquialism. Yeah. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I was going to say it, but I just didn't feel like I had it <laughs> in me. So I'm glad you I got you. <laughs> you were in there. So. 
Um, man, yeah. I'm trying to think of a time that's ever happened. Hmm. Where, like, with a white, like, with a student? No, I mean, you see white trash like students. when I was even, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. What's something that I just was like, nah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe your taekwondo, or was it karate? After you, <laughs> you, you beat the orange belt or whatever it was. <laughs> karate. It was karate. Oh. Karate. Karate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think That's, of an example. Right I, I can't either. But maybe in a little bit Many we'll come back to that. Yeah. I've buried it. <laughs> I've <laughs> been repressed. <laughs> I either didn't do that. Mm. Mm. Or I've repressed it. Yeah. Probably both. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. And then closing the gap. We'll have the gremlins out in full force. Have we ever directly said on the podcast what the shame gremlins are? We have, but this may be their first episode. So enlighten them. Right. So the shame gremlins, uh, she calls them shame gremlins. So you could call that your inner demons or Satan trying to get in your head or your really horrible inner critic. So whatever you want to call it, she's just termed, coined the term shame gremlins. So... Whenever you are, you made a mistake or made an error or you're feeling shame of some sort, the gremlins are going to creep out and be like, oh yeah, and you also did this too. You're a terrible person. And the narrative goes on in your head. So if we are not closing the gap, that's when the gremlins like to play. So you have to be constantly working towards it. Otherwise, I mean, it could get a foothold and there you go. Right. Watch that self-talk. Um, We've discussed before that sometimes we would use that to, like, fire us up and motivate us to prove that inner critic wrong. Um, But it's a very fine line between uh, psyching yourself up versus Mm -hmm. just... Detrimental. uh, Oh, yeah. So... Pain. Well, (laughs) yes. And and I think once you learn how to tune into it, you realize that's, that's a shame gremlin. That's not just me against me trying to do better. Like, but this is unhealthy dialogue in my head. So I think you just, it takes that metacognition, got to be thinking about what you're thinking and tuning in and being really intentional with your thought process, which takes lots of practice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate our old pal Brene giving us Good old Brene. a heads up, be money, yeah, giving yeah. us a, a heads up um, because I need those heads up when mm-hmm. evil's on its way. Oh, for sure. Okay, so that closes up chapter five, Mind the Gap, Cultivating Change and Closing the Disengagement Divide. So again, lots of specific vocab words in there, so feel free to listen again if you need to hear the words, and we'll keep continuing to define her vocab terms. And I feel like this chapter was a big setup for the next two. Mm -hmm. So um, if you felt like it was short and sweet, it was, but it was very important for the upcoming information. Yeah, so make sure you get that freebie checklist. If you didn't get it or can't find it, just shoot us an email, wittyandgrittypodcast at gmail.com, and we will get it right to you quick, fast, and in a hurry. Oh. <laughs> Are we like the U.S. Postal Service? Are we Amazon we're Prime? We're better. Oh, yeah, we're Prime. We're for Prime. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We're here to help you become your best self with a community that cares. 